Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, welcome to The Real Kathy Lee today. So excited to have my buddy here from Nashville. Guess what, you guys? She's going to be like in person in just a few days. I'll try and snag her for another podcast, but right now she's going to help me do the Q&A all the way from Nashville. Ashley, hello. I'm so excited. I'm so excited also that I get to see you in just a few days. Yeah, I know. I love that we get to spend holidays together. Hey, so um, I have a confession before we get started. You know, this is mom session, so I'm going to start with one. Woo! I have done nothing to prepare for this podcast today. So the questions you're about to ask me are going to just be raw and um, whatever comes to mind. So oh, you ready for that? Oh, yeah, good. This is going to be the best, y'all, then, because some of my favorite <laughs> moments with Kathy are when I get to ask her questions and she has no preparation and those are the times when you really get her heart and you really <laughs> get, I get amazing guidance from those kind of raw, this is exactly what I'm feeling. Um, 99% of the time, no, I'm teasing, 100% of the time I'm always led in the right direction. So this is going to be, whoo, we all get to buckle up for this one, don't we? Yeah, especially me. So let's get going so that we can... Get this done. I've got a tennis match in just a little bit, so I have to go. So let's let's yes, answer these questions. Do. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, are you ready? So ready. All right. <laughs> Jessica wants to know, how do you follow the lead of your children in learning in an organized manner? When your three-year-old has simultaneous interest in volcanoes, bugs, moon, rainbow, rocks, all in a 24-hour period to circle back around to the topic again the next day. Whew. Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, well, my first question to Jessica is, what's her definition of organized? Like, I, I'm not sure what um, what she's wanting to accomplish. For me, you've got to think, for a three-year-old, this is very developmentally appropriate. They are in that phase of wonder about everything, and they are trying to discover everything. So I would go as they go. As they're interested, I would just try to keep up. And what's funny is sometimes they lose interest just as quickly as they get interested. So don't invest <laughs> a lot of money at this point. Just take it to the next level and see where they go. Get Check out a book. Um, you know, go outside and look for bugs. Some basic things until you see this interest growing. It is interesting, though. A lot of kids will discover their love um, and their purpose early on. So follow their lead. Follow their lead. It does seem kind of chaotic, but at the end of the day, it is because it's a big world they're learning about. They are trying to gain so much information in these early years. So that would be my advice to Jessica. Well, okay, so I guess I just kind of want to ask a follow-up question. So what I heard from that <laughs> From is, you or Jessica? <laughs> uh, well, no, from me. Um, so what I heard okay. is that, it's amazing to have all these interests, but we don't need, like, I don't need to talk about, about volcanoes to the nth degree. Like, we just kind of need to touch on it, give them a basic understanding, kind of see what's 
sparks their interest about it, if I give them enough and they continue to be interested, is that enough? Like, I don't need to go to Google and, like, buy a book and, like, then do a project. And I don't need to blow something up in my kitchen to try and keep their interest. It's all about just giving them enough to see if it captures their interest. Would you say that that's correct? Or... Yeah, that is correct, but I also be reminded that they learn concretely. So some of those topics, those particular topics are hard to teach concretely, the volcanoes, the moon. Mm-hmm. So that is why you want to just touch on it. Now, if they continue to ask, continue to try and find ways to bring it concrete, that's when you do make your own volcano so they can see okay. how that works. So obviously, we can't go to the moon, but you can recreate things that look like the moon. You want to try and bring as much information in a concrete manner, present it in a concrete manner as possible. But again, I would not go out and buy the entire series of moon discovery from the moon channel. Not that there is one, but you okay. know what I'm saying. I would yeah. just just give yeah. it a snippet, just a little bit more and a little bit more to you see if that inform, that um, curiosity is growing for that subject. Okay. That's really, I'm, gosh, I would say that that applies to my eight and um, six-year-old as well. Just give them a little bit. It does. Bit, it really is. And then mm-hmm. see if mm-hmm. it's six. And then we can go deeper um, in the next 24 hours if they've grasped the concept from previously. Correct. That's really and good. they will, some of those topics will just, uh, they'll just kind of fade away, honestly, after yeah. a little bit of time. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry so much. She's not going to forever have to organize 10 topics. You know, it, it will, it will kind of work itself out. So for now, just go with gotcha. flexibility, 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 lighthearted okay. and flexibility. Yep. Now, I will also add this, and Kathy, you can tell me if I'm totally wrong, because I'm actually I actually get the privilege to looking at the questions where you have not had that privilege yet. Um, based on volcanoes, bugs, the moon, rainbows, rocks, we're talking about nature. This child loves, it sounds like this child loves to be outside and, like, more of those, like, tangible, movie crawly, like, those type of things. It's not like she's, like, volcanoes, numbers, you know, like it sounds a little bit yeah. more like the the path of um, sensory is more what this child's on. Am I completely incorrect? No, no, I think you're exactly right. I think it, there's a theme, definitely. There's a theme with nature and outside, and it sounds great that Jessica's probably already introducing that type of world to her or him. Was it a girl or a boy? Did it say daughter, son? It actually does not say. Okay, so Jessica's introducing that type of world to her child, so that's probably why they're interested in so much of that. That would be my guess, is that she's already doing a lot of that nature stuff, so they're wanting to know more, so just keep it up. Again, just keep presenting it to them. Keep staying one step ahead. That's how homeschooling is anyway. You're only staying one step ahead of them all the way through, or any type of parenting, you know, just one step ahead. We don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah, Yeah. as long as we got through well, way to go, Jessica, yep. then, for um, getting them outside and playing and letting them have that. So, okay, Absolutely. well, the next one, the next question, Kathy, I know that you um, you are going to identify with this because I know that you have a child also that um, that will that you can identify with this question. And Jennifer wants to okay. know, how do you encourage your young child, that's three years, 
They're usually two of the perfectionists, and at times explodes into tears when things don't go well or they aren't the way they she seems to desire. There are times when her emotions can be polarizing. So how how do you help a child learn that is a perfectionist? Oh, this is such a tough one, and this is definitely when I say, hey, I don't have all the answers because I still struggle. And, yes, I do have actually a couple of children that fall into this category, and it is tough going. I'll be really honest. I think the best way is that if you can help them understand flexibility. I know I just said that in the last question, but it really in lightheartedness. It is so hard because those perfectionist kids, they will melt down. And so – helping them come up with coping skills. What I'm seeing in children who are now growing up into teenagers, we are not teaching our young children how to cope with disappointment. We're not teaching them how to cope with their anger. We're not teaching them how to cope with their sadness. So honestly, she's going to feel how she feels. So I'm not going to tell you try and change how she feels, but I am going to tell you to try and help her have some coping skills. For example, when you mess up, you know, as a mom, say, oh, look at mommy, she messed up, that's not right, she didn't do that right, oh, it's okay, you know, just saying, oh, wow, that made me sad when I got that wrong, but it's okay, because I'm going to work harder, and we're in that meltdown, fine, comfortable place for her to go and have her meltdown, say, oh, is this when you need your favorite blanket, I see you're sad, identify those feelings, I see you're upset, you're sad that it didn't go right, I bet we can try again, I'll try with you, Um, all those positive reinforcements. All of that, um, permission to feel how she feels, and then give her suggestions to try again, encouragement to try again. Um, And then also maybe point in directions where things were not perfect, but they still turned out, right? Um, Maybe a recipe didn't go perfect, but it still tasted okay, or things like that. Bring that to your child's attention. Now, three, that's much more difficult because they don't have the comprehension that a five, six, seven, eight-year-old has, but just starting Mm -hmm. the habit of identifying her feelings, giving her permission to feel that way, helping her be lighthearted about the situation, that is going to serve her well as she gets older and has that perfectionist mentality. That was a good answer. (laughs) Well, good. I hope so. There's really no perfect answer <laughs> yeah. because, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if she's a We're firstborn. We're all so different. Very typical for and a firstborn all, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Wow. But, okay. So listen, with any of these questions, I want to encourage the women listening. If you do have a question, feel free to email me. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, life is so hectic, and I might not get back to you for a couple of days, but I will get back to you. The other day, someone Facebook messaged me and they did a voice recording and I was sitting in a doctor's office and I recorded some an answer back and then I got interrupted because the doctor came in. So again, I will do my very best. I will eventually get back to you if you're patient with me. So email me. We can talk on the phone. We can schedule time to do that. I don't mind at all. I don't know all the answers, but I have been there for a lot of the situations. All right. Yes. Okay. Is there another one? There is. There is. We're um, keep going. Keep going. Yep. Lauren wants to know, tell me more about the Nature Journal. I have the binoculars, magnifying glasses, and and the desire, but no idea where and when to start. Is there a handy backyard guidebook? Also, (laughs) wait, nope. Okay, so Lauren's got two questions. 
I'm okay. going to start with Lauren's first question. Tell me about that nature journal. What do we do? Okay. I literally just did a little dance when I said nature journal. I really did. It was <laughs> nature <laughs> journal. Okay, so nature journaling, it's basically helping your kids be aware. I know Leslie is a big fan of classical conversations. Leslie is my business partner. If you're just now joining this uh, podcast, and mm-hmm. she does a lot with classical education. She talks about the five common topics. And so you can look that up. And she's actually <clears throat> going to create a journal to help parents with that. So I guess it will be a handy-dandy guide. For me, we do it a lot more casual, a lot more laid back. <clears throat> what it, what I want you to do, what was this mom's name that asked? Um, she's got the binoculars, the magnifying glass. No, what's her Where's name? What's the mom's name? Oh, Lauren. Sorry. Lauren. Okay, so what I would tell Lauren <clears throat> is that go outside, first of all. Grab your stuff. Put it in a cute little basket if you want. And then start asking questions. Okay? Start with, what do you see? Wow. Look. I mean, you can encourage. Oh, wow. Let's look over here. What do we see? Could we write down? I remember we were building our house. We took a blanket in our nature journals, and we just sat on the grass. And we just started looking around and pointing out things. And then this couple of owls, literally a couple, Honey and his, you know, woman. <laughs> they came by and they perched on a tree, and we started sketching the owl. Now we can't draw. No one. Well, Grace is a great artist, but most of us are pretty average, right? I draw sick people and sick owls, but we still mm-hmm. sat and sketched it and and tried to ask questions. What do you think they're doing? Uh, where do you think they're going? So it could be you draw a picture of what you see, or it could be you tell a story. But the biggest point of it is just to get out and enjoy it and start noticing. There's so many so many things in nature right in front of us every single day that we just don't stop and notice. I walked outside, flipped on the lights um, on my front porch, and I looked up on the light picture and saw like 10 spider eggs and these webs. Oh. And I, I was grossed out, but at the same time, I thought, wow, look at all that life. <laughs> you know, look yeah. at all that life right there. <laughs> But even noticing that, right, that they're, those little things have a purpose, and it helps mm-hmm. you become more aware. And so when you do this with your child, then they will go on their own and start saying, hey, Mommy, look at that. Hey, Mommy, look at that. I want to write that down. So all you do is you set the stage by going out there and start asking questions and take your binoculars. And I had little wildflower books and little bird books, and we would just see if we could find this stuff in our books. And if not, we would go back and look it up and collect some things. If it's, you know, in a place that you can collect it, collect it and take it back and look at it through your, you know, magnifying glass or your jeweler's loop or your binoculars when you're there. There's no wrong way to do it, I guess is my point, Ashley. There's no yes. perfect way to do it. It is just being aware of what God has made out there and introducing it to our children. And honestly, if you take the time to go out there and just barely introduce it, they will jump right in. You won't have to do very much. So okay. those are my thoughts on the Nature Journal. That's a Yeah, that's a great answer. So there's really no guidebook. The guidebook is nature itself. Just it is, and your child. And, and, yeah. and don't get disappointed if they're not like, oh, I love this. Keep going. And so maybe they're not fascinated by the birds outside, but maybe they are fascinated by bugs. Or maybe they're not fascinated okay. by bugs, but they're fascinated by water. Or maybe they're not fascinated by water, but they're fascinated by leaves. I mean, you're not sure what part of nature they're going to enjoy. But get them out in it. Go for walks. Go for hikes. Have picnics. Read outside. 
let them um, play Legos outside, let them, you know, do all these different things, and that might spark their interest more. So it's okay. not something to go, today we're going nature journaling. Let's go now. Mm-hmm. You know, that, <laughs> let's still do that. Yeah. Let's just go let's out and explore. Let's go outside. <laughs> and be, again, okay. I keep saying be lighthearted. So the other thing, you know, we're going on, you know, that whole we're going on a bear hunt, a bear hunt. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. And so you want to just be lighthearted. Today we're going on a hunt. We're going to see what we can find outside. And acorns, it's acorns. there are acorns everywhere. Collect them. Turn it into a math activity. Count them. Sort them. That Okay, I could go on and on about nature journaling. Obviously, yes. I love it. And speaking yes. of nature journaling, here's a plug. Let me do a commercial for the homegrown preschooler. Oh. We are actually um, creating a messenger bag with a nature journal um, kit that we're going to be selling this oh. year. So it's going to be a new product. Oh, so I want one. super excited. But what Lauren's question just helped me know is that we probably should put a handy dandy guide in there. So yeah. thank you, Lauren, for that question. Yeah, way to go, Lauren. Okay, Lauren has a follow-up <laughs> question. Okay. Um, Lauren also wants to know, they've been having fun playing, but I want to do more read-alouds. The thing is, is that my youngest, 19 months, um, is just so nosy. Is there something about discipline <laughs> or just age? Should I, should I do read-alouds when he's asleep? Yeah, so it depends on what she's trying to do if she's trying to do chapter books and things like that a 19 month old mm-hmm. is not meant to sit that long i mean really two minutes their board book material right that's about yeah. a 19 month old um attention span so don't get frustrated with that child definitely okay. once you put them to bed the 19 month old let the older child stay up a little longer there's three three or four i'm not sure how old the older child is but you know still it depends on their attention span. Start with a short book, see how they do. Then go into a you know small chapter book and see how they do. Again, no wrong way to do it. Follow the lead of your child. There's always time for chapter books. The biggest thing is read, read, read to them. Read anything to them out loud. It can be good night moon. Read to them out loud and then keep adding to it and adding to it. And as they get older, they will love that. It'll be one of the fav- your favorite traditions that you do as a family is just reading together. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I can, I can actually testify to that. I don't do many things right, but I, I personally love to read. That's just my thing. But my kids, I just started reading to them when I was little, and I will read anything. We will be reading road signs. We don't care. We will read. <laughs> and now our favorite yeah. time at night is when we all get in bed and we read together. And then. I love that too. Yeah, it's turned yeah. into a thing. I mean, on road trips. Um, will listen to a book, and even though the kids don't get all of it, they still get enough that um, there's uh, that they're listening. They're listening. Absolutely, yeah. I was um, going to um, Florida last year for a conference, and I was listening to a book because all the kids were, you know, sleeping. I thought. And just the other day, Henry's like, Mom, you remember when you were listening to that book the other day? And he started uh-huh. talking all about it and not even realized he was paying attention. So yeah. it's a great habit to get into. So way to go, Lauren. Keep reading and going outside. Wonderful. All right. Here's the final question, Kathy. Look, you've been through these like a champ, my friend. Like a champ. <laughs> well, well, mm, well I, yeah. Okay. Yay. Well, this yep. is going to be a good one because um, – you and I have actually been talking about this kind of extensively here recently. Um, 
And to be perfectly honest, I've been struggling with it, and I'm just going to throw Kathy on out there, and she's been struggling with it a little bit. And I think that this is one of those questions that as moms, we um, it's one of those one of those things that we consistently come back to that we consistently struggle with. So hmm, I'm actually anxious to hear about this. So Amanda wants to know, do you, and if so, how? Do you find time for yourself and avoid, and avoid burnout? I feel like I can mm-hmm. keep it all together for a couple of weeks, getting up early to get a jump on the day, spending much needed time with the Lord, being patient with my sweet kids. Um, and yes, she did laugh about <laughs> that as well. Um, saying yes and playing skillfully, keeping up the laundry, clean up, cooking meals. I'm tired of old Amanda here, sweet Amanda. By the third week, I start feeling spent, and the laundry starts slipping. I'm inclined to order dinner out every night, and my best late school plans fall behind. Do you have a strategy for self-refreshment? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. <laughs> that one is hitting know, home, isn't it? I know. Oh, wow. I was I was living out my life as she was talking. I mean, as you're reading that question, I was like, that is so me, Amanda. Like, I can keep it together. And you know oh. what it starts? It's funny for me. It always starts when I don't hang up one shirt in the closet. And then the next oh. time it's easier to not hang up something. And I notice my closet starts falling apart. And then I notice the rest of the house starts falling apart. And then I yeah. start falling apart. Um, so, <laughs> oh, this is so hard because I'm Amanda, it. we're all there. Like, yeah, we are. And and I think that is the the real reminder and the real advice in itself is that yes, right. We are gonna keep it together for a little while and yes, we are gonna fall apart and then yes we have to renew to keep it together a little while longer and then yes we're gonna fall apart. And I think it is kind of unfortunately part of the role. I think for me, the best couple of things that I've done that are so helpful. Number one, surround yourself with women who will love you when it's falling apart and gently push you back into mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. I know Ashley, oh. Christy, those women are for me, will say, hey, like here's, you know, real raw mom sessions. Ashley can tell you this. I have had a crazy year and have um, not been working out and I'm a huge fan of exercise. Like it just makes me feel great. And I have slipped on that. Well, I have found everything else is harder because I'm not being disciplined in my workout. And so what do we have to do? Then we have to put it in the schedule and we have to just say, I'm putting it in the schedule. So if you are not taking care of yourself, then put it in the schedule that you, um, bribe your partner that you can sleep in one day because I know for me sleep mm-hmm. is huge too if I don't get enough sleep you know that hey after about two weeks if I don't have a day to sleep in I'm going to fall apart so you say every other Saturday I need to sleep in or if it's okay I need help with the laundry you've got to find people to help you and be your support system too and they'll be honest with you but it has to be scheduled whatever it is it has to be scheduled and um, I don't know any other way around it. I mean, I wish there was yeah. some magic answer, but there's not other than – and it's not self-discipline, cause it, but it is self-discipline. Taking care of yourself, it takes discipline. It's saying, okay, I'm important enough to get on that schedule because you know what? You cook dinner every night or you feed them at the takeout, whatever. You're still doing mm-hmm. it. Um, but you have to say, I have to rest 
resting is okay. And if it means getting a mommy's helper one Friday every week, I mean, you know, Friday every week or every other week, again, you know that time is coming and that helps tremendously. And don't feel guilty about it. There is nothing wrong at all. It does not mean you are less than a mom if you have someone come in and help you. And if you don't have the money to do that, then you find a friend who also needs it and you swap. Because if you're like me, honestly, when I would watch someone else's kids, it was actually helpful because then my kids were busy. So it's yeah. not a bad thing to say, you know what, every Monday I'm going to watch your guys for a few hours and the next Monday you watch mine. There are lots of ways to pull this off, but the way definitely that it won't happen is if you don't make it happen. I, I just, I'm, I'm here to tell you because I've lived it. And slowly, just like she said, it falls apart. So you mm-hmm. have to just be consistently aware that you need that time. You need time away. You need time away. You need time to do what you love to do if it's working out, if it's sleeping, if it's yeah. painting, whatever it is. And it has to yeah. be scheduled. So there you go. Yes, One I get thing fired up about um, that I will kind of add to this, and Debbie, you know how I feel about this, because um, when we're doing this motherhood, when we're doing these daily schedules, <laughs> One thing that really helps me is the freedom to know that it doesn't have to be perfect every single time. When I get caught up in, okay, this dinner's got to be perfect and we're not having cereal for dinner this week and I'm, I'm putting my foot down, it's not going to happen, and, um, and I go all out on meals and I get all the laundry done and I'm pushing myself to the nth degree. I will fall apart faster. But if I say, yeah. I got the yeah. laundry from the washer to the dryer and now it's in a basket. And I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. Or if I That's, say, yeah, we did, we have cereal on Wednesday night because it gives me a break to say, why well, after we eat our cereal and we put our bowls away, now I can fold that laundry that I had the freedom to let go because I was tired. But if I'm staying up trying to make everything is perfect and all the shirts are folded just so and everything's going to lay just so and all the fitted sheets are folded correctly, um, I'm going to burn <laughs> out a lot faster. Who folds fitted sheets correctly? <laughs> you yeah. do. You fold um, correctly. Yeah, I, do. I never okay. do. There's my standard. I never fold. Yeah. They're wadded up in a closet that you'll see next week. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think it is huge to remind yourself it's a season. Give yourself grace on some things. Decide what, you know, what is the most important and let go of the other stuff. I think that's huge because when your kids are older, like my kids are older, it's so different. Your days are just filled. They're still full, but they're just full of different things. And you have to decide again, okay, what's important, what's not important. So those are good questions. Dad, gone. Those are good questions. I know. You've got some wow. really good folks out there. I kind of want to meet yeah. them all. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I know. I, I keep saying we need to have These ladies like a, are amazing. A house or something. They really are. Oh, well, you know, oh. that's hard. It, it is hard. It is scary. It is exhausting. But um, it's so worth it, right? I mean, I am over the moon. Yeah. I've got grown kids coming this week for thanksgiving and i am so giddy getting the house ready for them to come and stay and again it's because 
we've invested in them when they're small and it pays off when they're older. They still want to come home and it is so worth it, ladies. So hang in there, even if it's tough, even if it's exhausting, wake up tomorrow and dig deep to do it all over yes. So, All right, Ashley. So I have to go because my dentist match is here. Anything yes. else? No, that's actually all the questions. You did great. You did amazing. Okay. Can't wait to see you next week. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and so thankful. So thankful for this life and this opportunity that I have and so thankful for friends like you, Ashley. Oh, thank you. This is an amazing holiday to kind of stop. It's a great time to eat and stop with no presents and just say, man, I'm thankful for all these people that get to surround me and I'm so lucky because I get to have family like you, friends who yeah. have turned into family, and I am just so, so grateful. And, I mean, I guess that's one of the things that I want to tell the people is you just, we know where we are right now, and it gets really hard. But then there's times when you get to say, man, thank you so much, and you get to hug that friend's neck and just love them so much. Yeah, so true. It's so yeah. true. Pretty great Pretty great world we're living in. All right. Yeah. Gotta go. All right. Y'all have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.